Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Buddha Brothers Podcast. You got Eric and Kyle. And one thing that I've noticed in marketing in general, an overused term is innovation. Everyone's innovating. We're innovative. Everybody, th everyone thinks innovation's so easy because you just have to say it and you're innovative. Well, this is this innovative new thing or check out our innovative new store. Everything is innovative. I just feel like it's an overplayed word. But th in thinking about that, I started thinking about what innovation actually is and how a crucial part of innovation is creation. Mm -hmm. Innovating is bringing something into the world that didn't exist before. It is an innovation. It's a new utility that didn't exist. And when I was thinking about that, I started to tie it back. Like, how does innovation apply to martial arts? Right. Do you think that innovation is very common? I think that true innovation is few and far between. Absolutely. Right? Because let's take these hoodies we're, desi we're designing. Is it a true innovation? No. Because no. a hoodie... When you first, with the kangaroo pocket and cotton yeah, sewed yeah. up in that, that's an innovation. Yeah. Everybody else has just kind of took it and... Tweaking. And, and, and played around with Iterating. it. Iterating. Iterated. Even sometimes with music, you wonder how much of it is an innovation. Yeah. Right? Because it's all branched from somewhere before. But that's kind of the human experience. You take something and keep yes. building with yeah. it, right? And I feel like an innovation is a step change yes. where creativity can incrementally mold an art or mold a creation. Mm -hmm. A true innovation is like a big level up, a big game changer. All of a sudden, chat GPTs on the scene. You got it, yeah. Boom. That's an innovation. And I would say for martial arts, there was a new innovation. And that was MMA. Yeah. MMA was an innovation in martial arts because we're talking something that's centuries. Like it's been around since humans have been around yeah. martial arts, yeah. right? People have been it needed to learn how to do combat since yeah. they've been alive. But how it was made, it got split and broken into different styles, right? You had karate, judo, hapkido, like mm -hmm. all of these styles were created and they didn't ever mix or talk or my style is better than mm -hmm. your style. This, what has happened recently with the creation of the internet and mixed martial arts is that it's all just sloshed together. Yeah. And you can see it in the youth, right? We have the privilege of bringing out our first Budo Brothers athlete. Budo, Budo Youth Fund premier athlete. Premier athlete. And her name is Ella. You might have seen her if you're deep in our videos. But we met her at a seminar with Michelle Watterson. And how it went was we brought Michelle up and we did an event to raise money for the Budo Youth Fund. And we received a direct message from her father and asked if Ella could join. Mm -hmm. And at the time, she was probably 10. Yeah. And we were like, this isn't really an event for kids, right? They're not going to be able to keep up. They're not going to be able to 
participate mm-hmm. at the same level as the adults that will slow down the flow of the class. He's like, no, trust me. Trust me. So like, you know what? Let's open it up. So we open it up. We let the kids come. And Ella shows up. And literally from her first punch in that seminar, you could see that there was something special there. She stole the show. She stole the show. And she would equate to seeing what raw talent is like if you were to see Wayne Gretzky or you were to see LeBron James Mm -hmm. or you were to see... She's that type of talent. In our scope our sphere she's a once in a lifetime thing that we will see uh in our in our journey right phenom so we wanted to use the budo youth fund to help her specifically because it's going to require a lot of capital to fuel that rocket ship she needs it and look at what she's doing she's getting she's got a boxing coach a jiu-jitsu coach she's got all these different instructors and sh- this is what's so different about when you and I were growing up in martial arts. It was Taekwondo or karate. I yeah. guess what? That's it. You, you, there was no cross training. There was no everyone's style was the best style. Yeah. And the louder you could ki, the better. Damn right. Yeah. The harder that board breaks. I used to love ki. Yeah, it's the best. Sometimes when nobody's around, I'll just ki for fun. Give me, a, <laughs> give me a ki. No, I'm not doing that. It'll hurt everybody's ears. My yeah, ki. Sure. Okay. My ki is more powerful I'm than my sure, punch. I'm sure it's very deadly. <laughs> but the point is. Ella is going through a, an era where such innovation has taken place in cross training and having multiple coaches. And this is why we're so excited about supporting her through the Budo Youth Fund is to help finance this kind of the training that will, she already has all the good, she's got the magic. She's got that flame inside. And so we want to help clear the way, get her the training that she needs to help her live her dream. You can tell that this flows through her veins. This is her passion. This is her journey. And we're just so honored to be able to help her through the Budo Youth Fund. And you're seeing the innovation play out. This is how martial arts is being handed down. Mm. When she learns martial arts, she's not learning it as parts. It's like, this is martial arts. Yeah. Wrestling's included, jujitsu's included, mm-hmm. boxing's included, Everything. Muay Thai's included. And yes. she goes and competes at all of them right now. And cleans house. Right? <laughs> I believe that when she's looking back in time and she reaches wherever she's going to reach, kids will just be going into MMA tournaments at six years old. Probably. And they're probably actually doing it right now. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Down in Texas, I think they're doing some MMA stuff. Oh, yeah. You don't. It's intense, man. Yeah. It's so wild. It's such a different landscape. And yeah. it's so much broader as well. You kind of had to seek it out when, you know, we were seven, eight years old. You know, we watched the Karate Kid and got inspired, you know. And you had to, there wasn't many schools around. Jiu-Jitsu didn't even exist in I our had, world. At all. Filipino martial arts. Never even heard of it. No. <laughs> It was, for me, it was karate. Yeah. And that was, yeah. and taekwondo. Yep. Those, Those were the, the two. The big hits. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> the fan faves. <laughs> also, the martial arts are getting cooler. Partly because we're making them cooler. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. But it's cool to be in martial arts. You have athletes like mm. Conor McGregor. You have Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. You have... These larger-than-life people yeah. that you can aspire to. Yeah. I remember when I did high school wrestling. 
I didn't want to do wrestling because of the stupid outfit they made me wear. The tights? Yes. <laughs> you didn't want... You didn't that want that to, was it. Yeah. Like, I didn't want everybody to see my dick while I was like <laughs> in, in high school. Like, you know, like... Yeah. Like, that, uh, that's not what and I it wanted. Wasn't it wasn't cool. And now it, it's cool as hell. And now they got these cool rash yeah. guards and oh, shorts yeah. doing jitsu. Like, it's... And what... But how beautiful is that with this sea change where all of a sudden there are probably more people that are have an interest in martial arts that have never trained than any time in history yes wow feudal japan eh, no <laughs> they didn't have str- i'm talking about <laughs> modern, history here. modern history where where well you is- know I, I you could say that statement because there's more people on the planet now yeah true so per capita i bet you i i'm still willing to bet that the common interest in martial arts has never been higher than you know the last 15 years outside of war times yes yes yeah i feel like that's a not what i'm talking about the the i'm talking about just general martial arts not like war fucking yeah but when you're going to war you're interested in martial arts correct for sure for sure but like modern times i'm saying like back in the 80s there was a martial arts wave before like who cared about martial arts in the 60s and to to bruce lee's credit he was one of those pioneers pioneers innovator Without Bruce Lee, martial arts wouldn't have got as popular as it did in North America. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is it's pop? It's 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 popularity is probably the way bigger than the Bruce Lee era. I think so. Yeah, I think so. But yes, wartime you'd probably be more interested <laughs> in, in actually learning yeah. how to survive. Okay, we're gonna go run across the field with with these swords and go kill somebody. I I, I, I got interested. I got better things <laughs> yeah. to do. I gotta go pick some rocks up got, and stuff. Kind of have to pay attention. <laughs> but what a cool era! And what I love about this sea change in this interest in martial arts is that it's creating a rising tide that is making communities allow for pop-up schools and dojos and facilities to be full mm-hmm. they're full they have to open up a second school a third school it's beautiful more and more people are experiencing the power of martial arts and it didn't it's not just meatheads right mm-hmm. it's Nerds do it too. Brandon Moreno, this lightweight fighter from Mexico who likes collecting Lego. And if you saw this guy, you'd be like, that's a nerd. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a nerd. Yeah. He is one of the most savage. savage fighters on the planet. Can't be touched. Right? And Israel Adesanya mm-hmm. watches anime and <laughs> you, all these nerdy things. It's cool for kids to experience that now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a jock yeah, those or days a, are an over. athlete yeah, yeah. or now you could do martial arts mm-hmm. and do this and yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. That's really one nice thing that um, I find a lot of young people get to experience now that wasn't really the way of the past. Similar to martial arts where you had styles and systems. Yeah. And you had to fit within that. Like, oh, we don't go to the ground in Taekwondo. Right. Right. There's an, it is almost like that for your personality traits, too. When we were younger, they, you, you could be less original. I remember going to the bars. You had to wear black shirt or black shoes and a button up. And they played top 40. Yeah. 
that is yeah that is the most cookie cutter cookie thing cookie cutter possible mm-hmm. now you watch these the these younger people coming up different hairstyles they could do what they want mm-hmm. they could individuality and the problem with them though is that they don't value it value what their ability to be whoever they want instead i find they just bitch about it mm, okay i can't do this people are holding me down like looking back you are now able to be yourself more than anybody look at us yeah yeah we are able to do a martial arts lifestyle company that talks to martial artists and we build martial arts inspired gear yeah that wasn't necessarily possible 20 years ago absolutely not it's no things have changed big time and it's just amazing to see the evolution of things and it's similar to martial arts martial arts you had to only be this had to only be this and you had to do the punch this way you had to do it the kata this way now because we can compete and spar and use youtube test out you're starting to see what works and what doesn't and it's coming to mm-hmm. the light and a lot of the older guys are getting pissed for that because even they're realizing like damn. maybe this doesn't work damn <laughs> yeah i was told this by my grandmaster right. but my grandmaster right. was foolish yeah yeah well if all you've done is taekwondo and someone takes you to the ground you're clueless right You've never done it. You've never trained it. It's not your fault. You just haven't trained it. And the the same thing. If is if all you know is grappling, and then somebody puts you on the ground <laughs> yeah, like, with a spinning tornado kick, or or you're <laughs> you're sitting there and mount, and the yeah. buddy comes in and kicks you in the head while yeah, you're yeah. there, like you didn't practice your self defense stuff. That's it. Yeah. I always want to remember the traditional martial arts with all this innovation. And all these new things that are happening and the sport of MMA that's created. You can never forget the foundation of things, though. You always have to pay homage because as much as you're innovating and doing all of these things on top of it. Yeah. The core of where it came from is the truth and is the answer. Mm -hmm. Martial arts were developed in wartime combat yes and it is a totality of your mind body and spirit that needs to get prepared when you're going into war different so even in the sense of going into a sport where somebody could pull you off and you're safe like the mental preparation that these warriors had to go through to prepare themselves for battle is why there's so much mindset and centering and balance and meditation and art mm-hmm. within martial arts. Mm-hmm. And these traditional marts, mar- traditional martial arts, Aikido, karate, uh, ones that have been around for even longer than Kung that. Fu. Yeah. yeah, Kung Fu. They still are vehicles to learn those lessons. And that's what's so beautiful. It is a vessel in which those lessons the wisdom of those that have gone before is embedded in the teachings and it gets passed down from generation to generation because my sensei taught me and i'm going to teach you and then my sensei taught me so i'm going to teach you Mm -hmm. it's the way that these ancient 
pieces of wisdom that would be lost if it wasn't for the passage through the art. The art is the vehicle in which the wisdom is passed down. Right. And that's provable through lineage. You, there's lineages that have been around for centuries, meaning every, every lifetime it's passed down. And I think that is badass. I think that's badass that there is a traceable line throughout human history that doesn't involve bloodline mm. that can be traced back to antiquity yeah. through martial arts. That's very cool. And if you were to apply it to modern day technology... Let's take ChatGTP. ChatGPT. This technology is going to change the world. And that technology I'm speaking about is artificial intelligence. Being able to talk, predict, and use as a tool in everyday human life. Yeah. That is going to change the world in ways we can't even imagine. Big time. But no matter what, you cannot get away from the truths. From what it is to be human. From what it is to have a handshake. To look somebody in the eye. To deliver trust. Have relationships. Connection. To understand each other on a human level. A technology cannot take that away. And what it does is it's going to highlight the real truths the things that have been around since the beginning of human time and it's going to get rid of a lot of bullshit as technology always does (laughs) it's coming for you it always will clear out every inefficiency Mm -hmm. yes along the way and that is what the innovation process does it is creative destruction It is the forest fire that burns down the old wood that allows the seeds to burst up with new life. And this is what we're seeing. And it's scary because no one's safe. Mm -hmm. This is going, artificial intelligence is going to span all industries. And it's, we've only just begun. Yeah, we're in the beer drinking app of this phase. And guess what you're doing in the beer drinking stage? You are passing the medical exam. You're passing the legal bar exam. You're litigating court cases, winning. It's coming. It's not coming for you know, the, the low-level jobs. It's starting high and working its way down. Yeah. It's coming for knowledge workers. It's coming for copywriters. It's coming for graphic designers. It's co- it is going to change. I'm Finance industry, everything. I'm convinced it's the most disruptive technology of our lifetime. Yes. And the one before that is the internet. Yeah. Changed everything. And I do think that this is bigger than the it's internet. It's going to change everything. Yeah. When we are going to live in an era where we do not know which videos are real and which are not, and who said what? Man, we're and, gonna have to have some new systems in place. And we no longer need to think about how I don't know what this. It is going to increase the speed of thoughts and your thought process. So 
the internet came along and it's caused a lot of anxiety because the amount of stimulus stimuli stimuli <laughs> that your brain receives yeah has jumped up exponential exponential because you're now exposed to so much more information yeah now you don't need to think about carrying out the task because something is going to do that for you i need to send an email to this person about this and then that happens yeah like yes. the phase of you like yeah. okay now yeah. what am i gonna yeah, say yeah. what am i gonna That's write scary. so it's going to increase productivity but it's yeah. also mm -hmm. going to change the way we think right mm. there's no calculators anymore there's no yeah. math anymore and i can't do mental math anymore <laughs> there's going to be no need to write there's going to be no yeah. need to mind you in this era i think we're going to there's the pendulum's going to swing how are high school students going to prove that they can write they're going to have to go back to pen pencil and a blue book and that's they're going to have true. to sit because otherwise you're submitting a chat gpt dissertation that's very true and i'm going to say this is that's a good prediction it's the pendulum's going to swing there could be a small era till technology ruins <laughs> because technology will always win where we do see things like people writing with pen and paper to proof that it's authentic yeah we do see people going back to gold because you can't <laughs> yeah. mess can't with hack it. it yeah right you can't print it you do see people maybe bartering again yeah you do see yeah because the world's the world is going to go into a place where it has zero trust anymore yeah because how will you know you can't trust your eyes mm -hmm. you can't trust your ears and nobody is producing yes. original things yes in an era of digitization analog will be valuable yeah yeah that's that's a good prediction you heard it here buddha brothers podcast analog analog <laughs> viva la analog yes. we'll we will be riding up on horseback exchanging you a silver oh. token for your hood gear. yes <laughs> and uh living in a yurt yeah. off grid <laughs> who knows don't know but that was a cool thought experiment and the buddha brothers challenge when we're talking about innovation and we're talking about change i think all of us need to consider how we are going to adapt in this rapidly changing environment. It's going to require us as individuals to innovate within. We're going to have to look at ourselves and look at our skill set that was valued on a market that's always changing. So we are going to have to innovate ourselves. We're going to have to change with the change. So the Buddha Brothers challenge is to look at a world of instability what are your rocks? What are your core competencies? How can you be nimble? How can you adapt? How can you use what you've learned from this crazy experiment called life and apply it in a different, ever-changing landscape? That's going to require innovation. That's going to require observation. And the reality is the only thing we can do is respond. Respond to what is. Love it. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it. Until next week. Until next week.